Free Talk Live. 1-855-450-3733. You're listening to the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark and Stephanie. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, the lines are open at 855-450-3733. And I know, I know, it's hard to believe that there's a lo- that's live programming on on Sunday evening from 7 to 10 Eastern. But it's true. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. We are just head and shoulders above those other talk radio programs who want to take the day off on Sunday. Indeed. So you've got a story about the Department of Homeland Security keeping us safe on MySpace? Uh, Yeah, this is pretty... It would be funny if it weren't so uh, Orwellian, I guess, is the word that I would use to describe it. This is from Yahoo News, and the headline is Lawmakers Press Homeland Security on Internet Monitoring by Mark Hosenball uh, from Reuters. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say about that? You know, <laughs> I'm more interested in the story, and yeah. this is really terrible. Leaders of a congressional subcommittee are urging the Department of Homeland Security to extensively monitor social media sites like Twitter and Facebook to detect current or emerging threats, in quotes. The top Republican and Democrat on a House counterterrorism subcommittee last month sent a letter to Homeland Security's intelligence chief encouraging department analysts to pour over huge streams of social media traffic. So they want to hire a bunch of bureaucrats, essentially, to read every post on Facebook, Twitter and other places online. I mean... Can you imagine? Yeah, you thought the TSA was big. I mean, I mean I've, <laughs> I've got a few friends on uh, on Facebook, and I can't read all their posts. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it would be a f- more than a full-time job for thousands of people. I mean, yeah. um, pointless. Representatives Patrick Meehan and Jack Spear said in a letter to Karen Wagner, Undersecretary of Homeland Security for Intelligence and Analysis, I want the, the job of the monitoring. The longer the titles get, the more, fe- you know, <laughs> I want crazy. the job monitoring MySpace. Yeah, yeah. My, nothing goes on in my... I'm just going to move to Aruba. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the sweet government paycheck. You know, I, I hear that, uh, what, there's 700,000, I think it was, government employees or uh, federal employees are making more than uh, than um, governors are. Maybe I've got my numbers wrong. It's been some time since I read the article, but some incredible number of uh, federal employees make more than state governors do. Yeah. They yeah. get really big paychecks. And, you know, I'll take one of those big paychecks uh, to watch MySpace for you. Wow. That place is it, it does actually bowl. say this in the in the um, article. This is how out of touch they are with social media. It says among websites on the center's favorites list to watch were social media like Twitter, Facebook and MySpace. I mean, to put MySpace in the same sentence with Facebook and Twitter in, in 2012 is <laughs> to put ridiculous. Twitter in the same in the same place as MySpace as Facebook doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, Facebook yeah. is far more ubiquitous. Twitter just gets tossed in there. And I don't know why. Uh, because famous people, some famous yeah. people use it. I have no idea. It's just not, you know, I know the. the well, they're also going to be tweeters, monitoring. Uh, oh, sorry. I love it. Sorry, Mark. Go ahead. They just they love Twitter. But, it, I, you know, Twitter is nothing compared to, to, to Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just different. I mean, different and a lot smaller. Yeah. And a lot of there are government agencies that already watch what is being said on Twitter. Like they just have departments that have. We just need every government agency to have another branch to watch the same things. A lot of redundancy in this area. That'll that'll boost efficiency. Well, I think I heard a story a while back, a couple maybe months ago, about the Federal Reserve actually having somebody who worked there to watch Twitter and see what people were saying about the Federal Reserve. And it was part of their PR arm or something like that. I remember that that, uh, same thing, yes. Yeah, and so I'm sure they were picking up a lot of tweets from people like the... uh, 
Silver Circle movie who are anti-Federal Reserve and <laughs> the other people. Right. <laughs> but I, I don't think they really had the power to do anything about it. You know what I mean? They were just watching They're to just see what people Reserve, said, sure. to see if, like, maybe if somebody said something less than friendly about them, they could try to counteract it. But this... Uh, Homeland Security proposal is actually going to be used to determine, to label people as terrorists, essentially. Now, I don't know about you, Mark, but I regularly share um, anti-government articles on um, my Facebook feed and my, you know, Twitter and other places, Google Plus. I don't know. They what, don't even mention Google Plus in here. I guess they're not up with the times. But I don't know what uh, anti-government means, but I certainly, um, you know, I I feel as my job as the media is the watchdog on, um, you know, the, the government. And I think that that's what the founding fathers intended. I not that I think that. Uh, you know everything the founding fathers thought was the the greatest thing in the world. But if if you're going to have a top down hierarchical state, somebody needs to keep an eye on that thing. Absolutely, yeah. And maybe that's how I should have phrased it instead of anti-government. I mean, uh, maybe I they'll could call say it, I, they'll call what I post anti-government. Though, well, I'm that's sure it. That. Yeah. Even if I call it pro-freedom or pro-individual rights or whatever, um, they'll probably call it. You know, they'll label me as a domestic terrorist. And mm. you know, who knows what could happen to you from something like that? You're a cute little domestic terrorist, though. Thank you. <laughs> so uh yeah let's see um i lost my place in this article excuse me oh, so, oh they're saying that um they believe it would be advantageous for department of homeland security and the broader intelligence community to carefully parse the massive streams of data from various uh, social media outlets to identify carefully current... parse yeah the massive streams of data I mean, does that make any sense to anyone? No. That, I mean, you couldn't. You'd have to hire. Uh, you'd have to hire a quarter of the nation to watch the nation's Facebook and Twitter, and then forget. Don't forget that Facebook is covered in foreign nationals too. Yeah. Exactly. I I, I don't know how you could do it. Yeah, it's that's incredible. actually one of the things that makes me feel safe on the internet is just the sheer volume of information. It's hard to pick out or single out any one person or blog or whatever. Even if they have a very popular website, you know, it, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle, right? Did you get the quote here from what the purpose of the monitoring was from the government? Because I've got that one in my article. For situational awareness? Is yeah, that, that, that one. Yeah. Um, so it says they published a long list of websites which they already monitor for situational awareness. And then they said um, at a hearing uh, they had convened in December, they had examined the evolving terrorist use of social media and effective intelligence and law enforcement responses, which doesn't really mean much to me. They, they, <laughs> it's amazing how the government can say nothing. I love this. Yeah. When they say here, it's to collect information used in providing situational awareness and establishing a common operating picture. Does that what? mean anything to anyone? <laughs> I mean, you know what that reminds me of? There's this video of Alan Greenspan being interviewed, and um, he's telling... This is after he he was fired or whatever. He lost his job or quit or whatever. He retired. He retired. Excuse me. I'm not up on these things. But anyway. He got out of there before the ship began to sink. (laughs) So when he was. He's like, oh, this is. Yeah. Oh, this is going down. I'm out of (laughs) here. Yeah. So when he was no longer working for the government anymore, he revealed that oftentimes at press conferences, if he didn't want to answer a question, he would say something that sounded like he was saying something, but it was actually saying nothing. Like it would just string together a bunch of kind of big words. Mm -hmm. And then the journalist would be like, oh, I see. Very profound. Mm -hmm. And then it showed clips of him actually doing this. And then the the interviewer was asking him, well, what did you actually mean there? And he goes, nothing. (laughs) Let me me read this again for people. (laughs) Because I mean, you know, once you hear, you know, the guy say that, you're going to collect information used in providing situational awareness and establishing a common operating picture. 
Nothing. Yeah. We're going to keep an eye on stuff. Situational awareness. I mean, that's very vague, but it could mean like they're trying to get uh, keep an eye on the trends. Remember a couple of years back, they As were saying the something about knows anything about trends. They don't even mention Google Plus. Yeah, in that's true. Their article. <laughs> <laughs> the government talking about keeping an eye on trends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, do you remember, Mark, a couple of years ago when they were talking about monitoring the chatter? To see if there was terrorist activity. And, of course, that was involved with the wiretapping stuff that they, they were doing, um, you know, a lot of people said unlawfully, where they were just picking up a bunch of phone conversations and a bunch of other things that they called chatter, you know, and, yeah. and they were trying to see if they could pick out any terrorist activity. I've heard about this program called Raptor out there that uh, <laughs> apparently is uh, some government uh, big giant computer thing that goes through all the emails. And, and you know, f- hey, folks, <sighs> your emails are wide open. I mean, if somebody wants to look at them, they fly through the internet. That's in a way what that people can... say. It's like a postcard. Yeah, someone can read so, it. So, you know that this this critter, uh, this uh, this this computer critter, Raptor, uh, looks at all your emails and then like looks for keywords and stuff like that. And I just I can't imagine what those keywords are with the way that the language that we use is so incredibly martial. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, all kinds of things come to mind. But people use terms like bomb in their regular, you know, you are the bomb. Money, I mean, you money know, bomb. Yeah, you're, he's just, the bomb. <laughs> they use these terms in their normal. I mean, how in the world does yeah. Al Qaeda doesn't call itself Al Qaeda? What are you going to do? Yeah. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. You like the idea of the government checking out your emails, listening to your phone conversations? 855-450-FREE. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live, among other things. We uh, uh, also talk about stories that are in the news. Real quick, before we get back into the story about the the government's uh, watching of social media, keeping an eye on all of us. If you're looking at getting gold and silver, either as a hedge against inflation or investment or barter currency, whatever your purpose might be, I like it for all those reasons uh, myself, and I've got plenty. But we've teamed up with Midas Resources. Midas Resources is connected with the Genesis Communications Network. That is our uh, our syndicate. And uh, together, we're able to offer some of the best prices you can find on gold and silver on the Internet Um, because you'll hear all kinds of ads for gold. Out there, lots and lots of them, and those ads not 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 particularly cheap. So they're you know they're they're including that all in the uh, the the cost. Well, Midas Resources they they do a, they syndicate a company and they make it um, syndicate some radio shows and they make profits off of those. So they're able to and through advertising through those they cut down on those costs and they give you some of the best rates on gold and silver. Before you buy any gold anywhere, go to gold.freetalklive.com. 
do yourself that favor and check out the rates there. Not only are you helping Free Talk Live and our syndicate, but uh, you're getting some gold and silver that uh, is probably a good idea to have, whether it's, a, like I said, hedge against inflation, investment, or, or barter currency. Looks like there's going to be some upward mobility and gold and silver here in the near future. So I'd recommend getting in now. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Stephanie? Uh, yes. Yeah, so just to recap for our listeners who are just tuning in, we were talking about this article about Homeland Security um, you know, proposing to monitor websites, uh, social media websites like Twitter, Facebook, and they actually lump MySpace in with them, too. But the, it also says that they're going to monitor YouTube, Flickr, um, gossip sites like Huffington Post and Drudge Report. I don't know if I'd call them gossip sites. They're more like kind of news. News aggregator. Yeah, exactly. And um, sites like... Uh, the HuffPo is, is they, they're actually, it's, a, it's an online magazine, essentially, online yeah, news source. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think it's right to call them commentary, gossip. I guess. But I mean, it gossip just shows like, you know, I'm talking about starlets. Oh, this one's gained a pound and a half. Look how it's a threat. She's it's a you, threat to Homeland Security. You can barely see her ribs. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, that's a whole other issue. I mean, <laughs> that's become way out of hand. But I mean, they're going to be monitoring like YouTube and Hulu and Flickr to look at people's photos. I don't. I mean, what if you have pictures of a bridge or a railroad track? Are they going to say that you're a terrorist because you're, I don't know, trying to put that information out there? I have taken lots of pictures of lots of covered bridges here in New Hampshire, and I'm sure that there are people. uh, You know, I'm sure engineers love bridges. I know that uh, my uncle is an engineer, and we went to together. We were in Rome. Looking at the Colosseum. Oh, don't I sound so so worldly now? <laughs> You're like one yeah, of the few times worldly. I've been out of the country, right? <laughs> so we happen to be in. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, he, my mom paid for the trip. If I now I don't sound so worldly. Um, so we're at the uh, Colosseum, and he was what his concern. I, I'm just looking at it. Hmm, there's an old building. Interesting. He's saying, "Wow, they got." That, you know, I was thinking it was 60,000 or 40,000 people would fit into this thing, which is essentially an old football stadium, right? Yeah, right. Um, and he said that it could empty out and some, you know, the guide said it could empty out in something like 10 minutes. or So for him, it was all about how it's constructed and how, you know, they were able to do it. So he took lots of pictures of things, parts that didn't concern me. But as an engineer, it concerned him. Sure. I wonder what the government would think of him taking pictures of bridges and parts of bridges and stuff Terrace. like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, so this just gets worse and worse. And um, there's uh, somebody who from the government who commented that uh, if terrorists are operating in Pakistan or communicating through social media sites like Facebook, we need to remain vigilant. Yet there are important civil liberties questions involving U.S. government monitoring of social media and Americans' Internet traffic. We are seeking answers on the department's guidelines and procedures to ensure that American civil liberties are safeguarded. So basically, there's another nothing answer right there. They're basically trying to placate people who are concerned, understandably, that uh, something they post on their Facebook feed might land them in uh, Guantanamo Bay. Sure, you're watching. Uh, we're watching everything you do, but don't worry. We're protecting your civil liberties while we do it. We're we're, we're protecting your right to privacy by invading. Well, your privacy. It's not really your privacy. When you're online, it's it's public information. So if you're posting things sort of publicly, then uh, you can expect problems. Yeah, uh, but. 
posting posting something that uh, you know might seem terroristic. Don't threaten people online. Don't threaten people in real life. Don't threaten people, and you'll probably be okay. But um, well, you would think that you'd be okay if you were you know followed the non-aggression principle. Don't make threats and don't engage in violence or don't you know harass anybody. I try to be polite on social media, just like I try to be polite in real life. That's but the, the thing, thing is, is, it's to be actually overly polite because people can uh, can at times misinterpret what you say. Short answers tend to look curt online. So well, actually, like- I've seen studies before. You know, text-only communication is one of the worst ways, uh, the most often misinterpreted ones. Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> it, it, it often is. And speaking of nonverbal cues, I misinterpreted one that you just gave me, so I don't know what you're doing. Don't worry about it. Okay. So the uh, no, say, tell, tell me again, text-only... Text-only communication can be one of the worst forms of communication because the way that people interpret it tends to have more to do with the reader's own mood at the time than what sure. the, the writer actually meant. Sure. And if you're alone and grumpy, it's not going to go that well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to, and I think that that's that's why I always attempt to be online, and I'm not. It's not that I'm you know good at it, uh, but I try to be solicitous in the way that I type write to people. That way, there's no way to interpret misinterpret what I said. Actually, I've had people think that I was being sarcastic. So, well, <laughs> yeah, it's... sarcasm is one of the things that often doesn't come through in online co- communications, right? Or, or pe- it does um, overtly. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly, or erroneously. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> so there's all kinds of problems with this, but you know, I think that most people um most people think of themselves as like well i'm not doing anything wrong online i'm being polite or i'm just sharing the things that i find interesting but it seems like with this program especially if they scale it up i mean they're already watching some of these websites uh and they're already saying that they're watching them i don't think they were saying that they were before um (laughs) but they're they're already watching what people do but they want to ramp it up and I think that I could really see a potential for things that are just innocuous, like people sharing things that they find interesting or maybe saying something that gets misinterpreted by someone in the government. Sure. Uh, those things oh, could yeah. become a problem. I see well, that potential there. You look at the no-fly list and uh, the terrorist watch list and things like that, and you'll see all kinds of people that have been put on there for no reason whatever. Oh, sure. And, uh, you know, what do you do in that well, circumstance? What if somebody um, represents themselves? Names. You know, on Twitter they have this verified thing where the celebrities – names are it, like it's it says a little thing that this is the real um kevin bacon or oh, whatever really? okay. yeah um on facebook they don't have that and anybody could make a profile that uh if they were convincing how enough, do they verify uh, on twitter yeah i don't know that's a good question i mean i, I don't tweet but uh how would yeah. how would know somebody know that it's the real mark edge i don't know there's <laughs> they, probably they somebody on there tweeting, their tweeting people me. holy crap <laughs> i've got to get on twitter that's why people are on twitter just to verify that it's them <laughs> well <laughs> if there wasn't someone tweeting as mark before now there will be by the end of the show but <laughs> <laughs> right. like no the real mark edge on right. twitter follow him but um pretending but, to be a bud girl or something yeah but i'm saying that um you know somebody could represent themselves as someone else online at causing trouble for another person. You know, someone could say, I'm Mark Edge and I hate the government, and you could get in trouble. Indeed. It, it could happen. Yeah. All right. Scary stuff. 855-450-3733. Is the government watching everything we do? I don't think they're that smart. <laughs> if you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? 
Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. It's a SACL toll-free call in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. That spells out free on them telephone number thingies. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> if you're like me, um, your life is going by so quickly, you just don't have time to sit down with books anymore. I used to be a really avid reader, and I don't do it like I used to. And with books, but I found that audio books make a big difference for me. I can, uh, you know, listen to what I want to listen to, and I don't have to take out the time. I could do all kinds of different other things. I could be on the internet and whatever. Um, I can really relate to that experience too. Yeah. All my consumption of material is audio. <laughs> it just it, it just makes it a lot easier. Yes. Um, and you can get a free audiobook from audible.com. Go over there and check out their tens of thousands of titles. Um, and that way you you know you know what you're looking at here. Um, I mean there's there's so many different things to choose from. It, I can't even begin to tell you. Uh, they've got uh, of course the the front page with all the big name authors that are available right now. The girl with the dragon tech too and kite runner and here's the Steve Jobs um um, uh, autobiography or the biography, I should say. Tom Clancy's Locked On and Locked In. I can't really read it here. <laughs> but, you know, pretty much all the big names are, are available right there um, for, for you. And there's uh, more than 100,000 audiobooks to choose from. Audible is uh, the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. And yeah, you can go get a free audio audiobook from audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. It's a gift from Free Talk Live and Audible to you. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That FTL is an, an important part of that whole scenario. That uh, it's, for, it's short for Free Talk Live, and that's pretty much always what we use when uh, when there's a free offer or something. So, you know, whenever you got a coupon code or something to enter in, use FTL. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. So, Stephanie, the TSA, turns out it's not just there to keep you safe, but to rake in a bunch of extra money for the uh, uh, for the government. Really? How did they do that? Well, I mean, know, they already get our tax money. <laughs> <laughs> do they have another way of, of uh, pillaging us as well? You're never going to believe this. I wouldn't do this, but I guess some people would, and it makes sense that they would, that they, w- they leave their change, just whatever pocket change they have, in the little plastic tubs. They don't mm-hmm. bother picking it up. Now, I can see if you, you know, that you left a penny or something in there, um, that, that wouldn't be any big deal. But, I mean, some people, you've got you know, several dollars worth of pocket change. I'm going to try to pick that up. But people are in a hurry. Mm-hmm. It turns out that the TSA makes more, made more than $400,000 last year off loose change. Wow. And that's just the stuff that didn't get pillaged by the agents. Oh, my. People, is, why are you donating to this criminal agency? <laughs> this is from uh, NBCSanDiego.com, uh, written by Erica Ocano and Sarah Greco. Now, before you start this, Mark, you know what this reminds me of right off the bat? Hmm. Um, 
a couple years back, I remember hearing that the TSA was taking things that they had confiscated, like pocket knives and other little gizmos and auctioning them off on eBay. eBay. Yeah. And they were making a lot of money off of that. And in one state, like just at one airport, they had made several million dollars over the past year on that. Yeah. Before we go any farther, I'd like to point out this is an agency that has never caught a terrorist. Its stated yeah. purpose is to catch terrorists and it has never caught a terrorist. Not one. They've got nothing to their name except a whole bunch of half-drank water bottles. <laughs> I mean... But Mark, we're safer if people touch our private parts. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, by the way, I uh, came back from uh, Florida a couple of weeks ago, and I did. I had to go. Th- I was supposed to go through the uh, electroencephalograph or whatever that thing is that uh, that scans you, that does the X rays. Now the oh, the it's not scanner. an EEG. It's no, a, just a, a body scanner. <laughs> making up something. It's a backscatter uh, thing. The backscatter, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing. And I said I don't want to go through that. Yeah. And they made me wait for about five minutes mm-hmm. before they brought some guy over. Um, and it, it was just giant. I, I'd say, I, I would guess he was like Puerto Rican or something like a giant man. And you know, I have never been touched so professionally and so thoroughly by such a large man in my life. Um, it was, you know, he would go through and tell me how he was going to touch me and what place he was going to touch me. And yeah, indeed, hmm. your junk gets just bumped a couple of times. It's yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think it makes it OK. It's better than just unexpectedly, you know, putting your hands on somebody uh, in a place that that might um, surprise them or or uh, freak them out. But it's a place. He got every place. I wow. mean, there wasn't a place untouched. Oof, he did sorry, everything Mark. but run his, his blue glove fingers through my hair. Yeah. I mean, it was really Well, and actually, there, there was a story a while back that I read on the yeah. Sunday show. People the TSA searched a woman's afro because they thought she was <laughs> putting weapons in there. It was ridiculous. There are big a- afros in the world, I, 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 I suppose. If you're going to run an agency that's supposed to, you know, check all the spots... Oh, it's, it was just check, so offensive, though. I mean, oh, you know, just blatant racism. I, I mean, think it's, it's silly. Uh, I, I don't know that it's racism or offensive. Oh, I, I think mean, it is. I mean, it's just taking this like caricature of what a black person is supposed to look like or whatever, and then focusing on that thing, you know, their afro, their ooh, they must be hiding weapons in there. I mean, that's just that's lame. Well, if there's space and it needs to be touched, I I, I don't think it needs to be. I think that I saw a picture of her it and it didn't look like she could have. Put possibly put a weapon in her hair. It wasn't very big. I'm thinking one of those giant afros, like from the. Uh, she the... has curly hair, almost like me, but a little more curly. Okay, you know, and it's just it was just um very fluffy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and there I didn't see any reason for it. And the, the weird thing was, well, I don't see any reason for the TSA. Y- I right, mean, I that's the, t- the point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I've you know, if the TSA is going to um, molest people. I could see why it, it intends to molest them more evenly, and I could see why it wouldn't, uh, you know, grope a bald man in his head where it was they would somebody who has uh, very extra fluffy hair. I'm <sighs> just saying, you know, it makes some sense to me. They're they're just they do horrible things on a daily basis, and they get paid for it, and you know they get so much tax money. I mean, they the the. Budget of the TSA hole. has been growing by percentages every year, and I think sure. they add it's like going to continue. eleven billion dollars every year, or something like that. Was the most recent one that I read on on uh, Wikipedia uh, their budget, and they keep hiring more like middle management too. 
Sure. You know, uh, more more agents, more middle management, and it, it's just growing and growing like any government agency. So they never go away. Men- I think it bears mentioning here that every time I've seen a story, and I keep my eye on these things, mm-hmm. um, about the TSA's red team. That's what the team of people that uh, test the TSA on. Because if you tried to test the TSA, I wonder if I could get a gun through the <laughs> yeah, TSA. Right. They're going to bury you under the prison. Um, I mean, you're yeah. not. it's going to be a terrible thing for you. So they test themselves on uh, you know, they, their own testing. And generally, when you get the information, it's been leaked because they don't like to, they don't want to release this information. Oh, yeah. And I've never seen a story where they have uh, missed fewer than 75% of the guns, knives, and bombs that they test themselves on. Yes, there the, was one recent tester who brought a gun back and forth through a security checkpoint like five or six times. Five times in Dallas, yeah. and it was with the new backscatter machines. These yeah. new machines that they're spending you know, billions of dollars on to put in airports everywhere because they're supposed to give some kind of uh, picture. That picture that you saw when they rolled these things out was an artist's interpretation of what the machine would do not in fact what it does not to mention it's essentially the gun on the people and it's essentially a medical device that never had to go through the fda and get approved by their own bureaucracy i mean it's the same thing but they if if somebody was to use this for a medical purpose it would have had to stay in you know testing for 10 uh, you know 10 years oh yeah has spent billions of dollars on it but since they're using it as a security device they don't have to do that yeah and uh, michael chertoff's friends assured them that it was safe then that means it's safe according to safe yeah right exactly we don't have any testing on it but don't worry it's safe yeah Uh, they you know they would never accept that from uh you know a medical uh, you know, a medical business uh, doing doing business, right. but um, oh yeah. I don't know if they had no testing on it, but it, let's put it this way: it wasn't the same level of of uh, rigor that most medical devices have to go through. Yeah. Indeed. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Got any TSA stories you want to share? Eight five five four five zero free. Free talk live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at WeUseCoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at AU.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live's live Sunday edition. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can call in, talk about what you want to talk about. It's Mark and Stephanie. Stephanie, tell me about the the Free State Projects Liberty Forum. Well, it's something that I am looking forward to very, very much coming up in about a little more than a month now. It's uh, approaching very fast, and it's the Free State Projects Liberty Forum, of course, one of the largest liberty gatherings in the world, and uh, you could be a part of it. Uh, Mark, I know I'm going to be there, and and so are you, and a lot of the voices that you hear on Free Talk Live. Lots of speakers. uh, Friends of the show, lots of speakers, yeah. Peter Schiff. For me, yeah, Peter Schiff uh, is one of them, uh, very important, um, Jody Emery. Carlos yep. Miller, uh, we got uh, Clark Neely from the Institute for Justice. They've been, I, I'm a 
fan of them because they fight these like ridiculous regulations. And yes. Also got uh, Michael Bolden from the Tenth Amendment Center. That should be good. Yep. Had a lot of nullification talk this year. So how do people, mm-hmm. uh, where do they go to sign up? They can go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. And if they would like to, if they've been holding off on getting their tickets, uh, they can sign up now with coupon code FTL2012. Uh, they're also going to have to get a hotel room or make some arrangements to stay over. Or maybe just come for the day if they're local. I don't know. Maybe maybe some people will come from like places in the Northeast. Indeed, I, I'm relatively local. I wouldn't, uh, you know, drive home after that. I mean, it's just too much fun. In yeah, the so I like to stay you know, there. At the very least, split a hotel room with somebody. Um, or you know, yeah. I bet if you show up and say, "Hey, I need some place to crash," you can probably. Uh, um, it for the amount of fun you have, it's very affordable. Yep. Yep. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Give the web address one more time. One more time. That's freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. And then coupon code FTL, FTL twenty twelve. That's right. Uh, also, uh, you can get archives from Free Talk Live completely free going back until two thousand and six. So you know, we've got lots of audio entertainment for you. It's uh, archives.freetalklive.com. Whatever what every other show would charge you for, we give away for free. Archives.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Simon in Tennessee listening on XM. Simon, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi, Mark. How are you? And uh, what's your co-host name again? This is Stephanie. This is Stephanie. Uh, sorry about the background noise. <laughs> I'll try to make my point real quick because I've got a loud tractor behind me here. Okay. Uh, but I just wanted to let you know, I put up two Ron Paul signs, and uh, I had one up earlier, and I actually were doing construction. A highway sign fell down on top of it. Oh and among that, I put up big poster signs as well, and they kept falling down. So what I learned is I put up kind of smaller Ron Paul signs. And I also bought some from Walmart where they they come and make their own sign with two metal holes with it. Oh, so, really? Uh, the other one I put up was on the uh, interstate. I just wanted to kind of see what your thoughts were on that as far as putting up signs, how effective they may be. And also, uh, it's kind of hard for me to hear. I was just on a funnier note. I was wondering how it ever worked out with your sign and changing diapers in the middle of the night. Oh, whether I, whether I had to change diapers or not? Yeah. People loved it. Um, uh, Simon, I'll answer both your questions. Thanks. Uh, I'll get rid of the background noise here. Simon, thanks for the call. So I assume he's referring to, Mark, that yes. you made a agreement, An essentially, agreement. with your wife when she was pregnant There was Jack. a deal made. I wasn't uh, really into this whole idea of having a child. And, uh, you know, I have trouble sleeping, uh, you know, going back to sleep. If I get up in the middle of the night, I'm probably going to be up for a while, and yeah. then I'm going to want to go to sleep at about 5, and then I'm going to want to sleep till 11, and it just really throws me off. And it was one of my big concerns. Uh, I, you know, look, you want to, you want the kid, you're going to have to take care of it, was basically the, uh, the deal. And I said that, you know, I don't want to get up and change diapers or anything like that. Now, it, secondarily, she doesn't work, okay? <laughs> She's a stay-at-home mom. I well, mean, she works, but I mean, she doesn't... She works, yeah. She doesn't have a job, if, okay. if a job is Outside something that, the that, that you punch a clock on and get paid to do. Okay. Um, she does do some work for Free Talk Live, and I think she, she does it because she's better at it than I am and can do it faster. You know, kind of detail work that I'm not so hot at. But, yeah, I mean, she's basically a mommy is her is her job. And so, you know, she'd have to get up and, and change the diapers. And I think she got me up twice in he's three and a half now in that amount of time one time he was uh had a fever mm-hmm. and she was getting and she was worried and so she had me uh, and something else i can't remember what the other one was so i think all in all things went pretty well if uh, over the course of three and a half years i had to get up twice to uh do something with the child i think yeah uh, things went th- things went well and i expected them to i wouldn't have made a deal with a with a person i wouldn't have gotten married to a person i didn't feel i could make a deal with and i wouldn't have made a deal with her if i didn't feel that we could stick with it so that's mm-hmm. that's what happened and i'm delighted but, with but your feelings 
things have changed too on like the desire for for Jack. Oh, right? he's the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I had no desire to have a child, but now that I have one, he's just awesome. Love touching him and playing with him and wrestling with him and all those things. I just saw you talking on Skype with him during the break. That was nice. (laughs) He likes to, uh, you know, he likes daddy, um, as he should. (laughs) Build a bond with your kids and and it's going to last a lifetime. But... You know, but I mean, don't we, change their diapers. <laughs> well, I, I changed, leave that to the now, way. During now, during the day, I ch- I don't mind changing diapers. She, okay. but she changed more of them, so she just got better with the poopy diapers than I was. So she was just better at it. Why would you? Why would I do it if? So I would I would take the one half of the child, and she'd take the other half, and um, you know, I take the top half and entertain it while she was de- dealing with the bottom half. Because frankly, he's very active uh, during these yeah, uh, these I times. Bet. So. Anyway, all in all, uh, things went quite well. Um, and, you know, if if parenthood is something that you're considering, I, I don't uh, advise you against it. Secondly, Ron Paul signs. What do signs do for political campaigns? Are you I, asking me? I, I, oh, sure. I'll ask you. I think they create a buzz. I think they let people know that they're not the only one who might support somebody. I think that's the most important thing that they do. Yeah. I think Ron Paul's got a lot of sort of semi supporters out there like, well, I kind of support They're what on he the says fence. to say, but I got to vote for the guy who's going to win. Mm. And frankly, Ron Paul has as much of a chance of winning as any other candidate out there at this point. I mean, he's got a lot of things going for him. So if you can convince your friends, neighbors, family, and just random people you don't know to vote for Ron Paul by putting up a sign, I recommend putting up a whole bunch of signs. If somebody lives in a community, and I just we, this recently happened in New Hampshire, you're driving down the road, you see Newt signs and Santorum signs, and um, you know what that means. And uh, when there's Romney Santorum signs. like all over the road, yeah, there's Santorum you start to everywhere feel kind of discouraged. Of yeah, <laughs> when you see these things everywhere, and you don't see any Ron Paul signs, I, and there were places that that was like. So I'd go and I'd stick one in the ground there because <laughs> <laughs> we need to be represented here in this pile of politicians. But does it help when there's like 50 Romney signs and then there's care. one Ron Paul sign? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I. I, I just want it to be, you know, to be seen because there are places where there are plenty sure. of Ron Paul signs, too. And you can see that the showing of Ron Paul, he came in second in New Hampshire. Um, you know, I mean, huge. It's actually second in both the Republican and the Democrat primary. Yep. So I say signs are effective. Um, I don't know about the homemade signs versus the, uh, the, the campaign signs. I would think the campaign signs were more effective because people tend to just gravitate towards the looks more professional i i yeah. well you know a lot of people want to eat at the you know the the, the chain restaurants along the interstate because they're used to getting the same thing they're used to getting i just think humans tend to be that way that they want what they want to see so like something that sound that something that looks off they want consistency yeah mean? consistency I yeah think. i think that's accurate sure so I predictability think that, maybe but i think that um a handmade sign is better than no sign at all so i would say i would recommend i recommend signs i think that, i mean could you could also wear a t-shirt or take out some advertising on the web or something or there's sure. lots of other ways besides signs to reach people and the paul campaign's done a really good job this time around with uh, advertising they're on television doing tv advertising they're doing radio advertising they're running a real campaign, and I'm very impressed with them um, this time around. I was not impressed with the 2008 campaign's use of television. I felt that they really fell down there. Television uh, television advertising, in the way it's used these days, makes a candidate seem more viable. Radio, you can reach more people. It's a better buy. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But sort of viability, you want television. And 
for a candidate, I don't know, you know, different products are different, but for a candidate, you definitely want that. And they they bought a lot of television this time, and it's uh, being very successful. Of course, that medium is diminishing over time. Fewer and fewer people were watching televisions, and um, there were fewer and fewer are watching the major networks. But you know, you've got you've got to you got to buy the ads where the ads are available. Ron Paul all over Facebook, all over Facebook, and that's important. He's got that. He's got the young crowd. Sure. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh... I'm sorry, I forgot the caller's name, but he mentioned hanging sides on on like overpasses or something like that. Simon. Simon. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, and so I kind of wonder about like I know it's proper etiquette and good and a nice thing to do to like pick up campaign signs afterwards yes. after you put them up. And some people do that, some people don't. But what about like I've heard of people getting you know, essentially hassled by police because they were ha- holding up signs on overpasses. For instance, some friends of the show. Uh, held up a sign that said taxes are theft on an overpass and they were holding it. They weren't even hanging it, um, but they got uh, in trouble for that. And But yet I see signs all the time that'll say welcome home troops or whatever. Yeah, you they know, get, you get away with things. that. Those, those get away with if, if they're... Yeah. Um, so I, it seems to be the content of the sign that you know determines whether... I wonder about hanging from overpasses, how beneficial that is because... You know, there's some people out there that say, well, defacing public property. Or that it's distracting people. And they may very well choose not to vote for the candidate. They get a bad taste in their mouth over the sign itself, and they may choose not to vote for the candidate because of the sign. But people make funny decisions over voting, you know? I mean, it's a funny thing. 855-450-3733, Free Talk Live. What do you think about uh, campaign signs, their effectiveness? What's the most effective thing a candidate can do? 855-450-FREE, Free Talk Live. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. To be free today, you need a boat, not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. With a life yacht, you could live free of nearly any government intrusion and have a seashore home anywhere in the world. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. That's the Free Talk Lives call in line. Brought to you by SACL CAI. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. That spells out uh, free there on your telephone line. But, you know, there's all kinds of ways to listen to Free Talk Live. Not only are we on more than a hundred really great radio stations around the country. And two XM channels. I believe we're on Extreme Talk right now, which is uh, awesome. But there's you know satellite options uh, besides uh, XM. We've got the free-to-air satellite. Live streams on the internet. Um, you can watch us on the cam at cam.freetalklive.com. Listen lines. You can find all – listen lines means that you can – you could listen to Free Talk Live on your cell phone. If there's no other way to listen, you could dial up this number, hopefully. <laughs> long remember, long distance charges apply if you have the, you know, that's the issue. We we don't cover those. But uh, you can listen at listen.freetalklive.com and, um, you know, find all the options at listen.freetalklive.com. Let's get right, Stephanie? Yes. Yeah, let's get right into the uh, calls here. <laughs> Fred in Michigan. Fred, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. Uh, okay. The mainstream prostitute propaganda uh, pundit uh, 
uh, including Larry Kudlow, whom I heard. Um, uh, it was, uh, I think, a, a repeat of the uh, broadcast during the week with the New Hampshire. Uh, was that the primary or was that a primary? New Hampshire, was that a primary yeah. or a caucus? Yeah, it's primary. a primary. We, we, we really do vote. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's I, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, they, terribly bright at all. They stuff, caucus but, in uh, Iowa and they uh, primary in New Hampshire. Okay, thank you. And well, it'll be a primary in okay, South Carolina, so, too. So he's he's interviewing uh, different people, one of whom was this um, Marjorie Clifton. I believe it was votenow.org or uh, .com. Uh, in response to Ron Paul's uh, uh, startling performance, uh, if you will, she says, well, he, he's simply not a viable candidate. Uh, no one, uh, no one trusts him on foreign policy or defense. Uh, and then, uh, nothing about the fact that he won the uh, conservative, the CPAC uh, conference, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, what two years in a row? Two years in a row in the CPAC conference. But I'd say to some extent the CPAC conference has been co-opted. But it's pretty soon it's going to be the LPAC conference. Um, you know, it's a you mean libertarians libertarian are going? types have uh, kind of uh, you know constitutionalist and libertarian types have kind of taken over CPAC. But you know, I I don't know what it's going to take to convince the media that Ron Paul's a viable candidate. At this point, he's come in. In a strong showing in both Iowa and New Hampshire, and he's showing real well as far as I mean, he's surging in South Carolina. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've got a story here against all odds. I mean, because they've been talking down about him the whole time. Senator yeah. Tom Davis from South Carolina has just endorsed Ron Paul. Oh, that can't well. be bad in South Carolina. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, the the other candidates. It's it's a very weak field. Uh, Mitt Romney is everybody's last choice, but. You know, some people are choosing uh, him. And, of course, Newt's got got single digits in New Hampshire. Um, Santorum, single digits. Huntsman surged. But to some extent, that was because uh, Democrats were in New Hampshire campaigning for Huntsman. Mm. And he's in. He was he was being beaten by Stephen Colbert, the comedian in uh, South Carolina. So <laughs> yeah, that's it's pretty a bad. really <laughs> weak field out there, and I don't see why Ron Paul couldn't uh, make a a big big showing. I mean, it could very well be that by the end of this uh, primary process, he's getting more votes than Romney. Well, may I, may I say this? Uh, I think this is a psyops PR from the get go because. If you will, I believe, as Ben Harris and others, members of the Collier Brothers vote scam, I believe the election fraud, it's not voter fraud, it's election fraud, with the sophisticated computer software hacking capabilities. And whoever it was, I forget, Alex Jones or maybe Coast to Coast was reviewing the fact that previously uh, the Republican hierarchy uh, owned Diebold. There was some collusion there, and somebody went to prison because of that collusive arrangement that got uh, 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 Luciferian Skull and Bones Bush Laden, the presidency, uh, because of the uh, crucial uh, state of Ohio, and I forget the others. But um, and so here you got the evangelical uh, sheeple morons coming out and endorsing Santorum, but I think. The PR side, and let's not forget, the Bush Laden crime family could not have retained the presidency for eight years if it weren't for the uh, 
the, the, the Christian sheeple moron uh, idiots who, you know, well, you know, well, hey, if, well, if it's, uh, doesn't if it's kind gospel of... truth that our leaders want us to vote for, uh, you know, uh, this this marvelous uh, Christian man from Crawford, Texas. Well, I, I think that, that Fred, to some extent, those, from heaven, right? those two points. Got, wait, wait a second, Fred. Fred, this, Fred, wait a second. Fred, wait a second here. I think that to some extent, your points contradict each other. Fred, are you there? Yep, Fred, can you hear me? Hold on, I've uh, pushed the wrong button. Fred, are you there? Yeah, I'll come, and then everybody will say, yeah, that's right. Rob Paul couldn't win. They told us all along, and looky here. We had a real nice, close, uh, a real nice, close competition, right? Fred, I think that your two points contradict each other. Um, the one point that uh, the Diebold, uh, the, the Republicans are using Diebold to dis- derail the uh, election. And by the way, in my town and many and every town I've been in New Hampshire, they vote on paper. But um, that they're using Diebold to derail the election. And then at the same time, that the sheeple are convinced that uh, the things that you know the things that the Bushies say are correct. So one of these has to not be true. I think that. Mostly, you're seeing the the election results as they are. I think that there are problems with the electoral uh, process. I mean, certainly they don't they they're not very good at uh, at keeping an eye on things, and somebody could be messing with things here and there. But I don't think that there's some there there may be down the line. Maybe in Ohio, they're saying, "Well, Ron Paul is not going to win Ohio," or uh, you know, or, or they're they're holding out in some location. But the I think that you're seeing probably the legitimate results of people voting for Ron Paul or something close to it in Iowa and in New Hampshire. It would be tough in those two states to screw with the numbers too much, um, you know, and at the same time, and, and if, if there people, is some grand, you know, master conspiracy, then conspiracy then why, why, why has it gotten this far? And, and why would people believe it if there's a conspiracy? I mean, because there's, there's a lot of people I know that are voting for Newt and Romney and, and Santorum. I mean, lots of people are voting for those folks. Yeah, that's true. Well, all I can say, my friends, is I've got the biggest Ron Paul sign in my yard. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Fred. Nice, Fred. Right Thank now. you. And you know what? The, the mayor here in Flint, Michigan, I approached him because uh, he lives in my neighborhood, and a couple years ago, because I wanted to get a grassroots think tank started, I didn't know the mayor lived in this house, but I came a-knocking, and I, you know, gave him my my uh, uh, appeal, and then I brought up Ron Paul and the Fed-Rez fraud, et cetera, and he slammed the door in my face. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I got the biggest Ron Paul fight. Staring that guy in the face every day when he comes down the street. <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> That's hilarious, Fred. Thanks for the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Now, Mark, live. I have a quick question for you. Is the singular of sheeple Sherson? I don't know. Is that what would it be? <laughs> what, what is, what, I don't get the joke. Well, because sheeple is like a, a combination of the word sheep and people. Okay, so would it be a Sherson? I get you. Sheep. Just a rhetorical question, Mark. What's one with male and female? I don't know. <laughs> it would a, be a you and a ram, it'd be right? A, it, it, a ram and a man. It would be a ran and a... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. A human? <laughs> a a woman. woman. There you go. That's very good. <laughs> a human. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's go to Thomas in Chicago before we really destroy this joke. Thomas, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I, I just find it really ridiculous how the media is just completely, well, it's obvious why. They don't want Ron Paul to be president. Why don't they? At all. It's simple. 
their money, their entire career is based on what the on feeding government garbage. And with Ron Paul, it's like, okay, well, first of all, we're not going to be paying for spots. We're not going to be sponsoring news and all this other garbage. Not to mention, Thomas, hold, hold, have, hold on, I want to hear more about this. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Speaking of the, uh, the mainstream media, you can get uh, news on Free Talk Live. Is that a segue? I don't know. News.freetalklive.com. You can get email updates, Twitter, Facebook. They find all the links there for all the news on Free Talk Live, stations we add, awards we win, stuff we want to push your way. It's news.freetalklive.com. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. To be free today, you need a boat. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house. It purifies its own water, generates its own power. You can even, it has space to grow your own food, depending on the size of the one you get, uh, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a four-wheeled Drive car or SUV ashore. It also has a walk-in fridge or freezer, depending on the one that, uh, wow. that that you get. So you should be able to put put plenty of provisions on your life yacht. You, with a life yacht, you can uh, live free of nearly any government intrusion. Have a seashore home anywhere in the world. Have some trouble with the government? Weigh anchor. Move along. You could be involved with uh, the the program for as few as $1,000, and the commitment of as few as eight months. It's uh, ericksoncouncil.com. Again, it's ericksoncouncil.com. I'm going to spell it for you. E-R-I-C-S-S-O-N, Council, C-O-U-N-C-I-L.com, ericksoncouncil.com. Let's go back to Thomas in Chicago, talking about uh, Ron Paul and media bias. Thomas, you're on Free Talk Live once again. Um. Yeah, it's basically... We, if you listen to say Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity, they all, you always hear them say state-sponsored media, state-controlled media when referring to foreign sources. Yeah. Whereas our country, we have state-controlled media. That's what mainstream media is here. If the government says it, then it's fact. When in fact, Close. it's not fact. Yeah. It's oftentimes, uh, you know, the reporters will just use, will just, you know, verbatim repeat gov- government uh, p- press, press releases, releases yeah. as if they mm-hmm. are news. They don't, you know, they don't question it. They don't ask any questions from the other side. They don't, nothing. You know, there's there's no taken from the other side. The government said it. That's what, that's the news. They said it. And people put an incredible amount of trust in them. A lot of people almost will just accept everything that the news says as fact. And they actually believe that they're really fair and balanced, like they say they are. Yeah. But I, I kind of feel like people in the news tend to have their own agenda. And 
generally people with agendas. I mean, I'm not going to say that. Well, how could you not? I mean, everybody who is a journalist has an agenda. It's just what is that agenda? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it it manifests in everything from what they choose to cover and what they choose not to cover to their tone, to the words that they use, to the amount of research that they to their sources. I mean, everything is going to be biased. I just think that you know, people should be able to know what that bias is. And I, I don't I, I'm, I agree completely, uh, Thomas, that they are going after, you know, they're, they're attempting to downplay Ron Paul or, you know, paint him as uh, crazy or racist or whatever they, they can do in order to, to drown him out. I don't know what their motive is. And you, you you're ascribing motive and I'm not 100 percent certain I know what it is, um, but they, they do seem to think that, uh, you know, they, they, they seem to be against him. Well, the motive is simple. The, the media, just like most of our country, is controlled by the banks, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Chase. And it's quite simple. Those guys' gambling debts will not be thrown on the backs of the taxpayer anymore. In fact, he will more than likely have you prosecuted. Or at least, at minimum, there will be investigations. Well, if... And if they got enough and it will people... come to the light that they have been ripping us off with derivatives almost over a quadrillion dollars, and this is debt that we owe on our backs. And if they put that, if that gets out to the public where it's mainstream, the banks are gone. With the, when the banks are gone, the mainstream dinosaur media, where you, where do you get your funding? So, oh, Thomas, I, well, I have a question. What I mean, what do we? What do you suggest that should be done about this? Support Ron Paul. Yeah, I guess that's all you can do. Support I mean. Ron Paul, and well, no, and also you need people need to get out and actually read. Stop watching the dinosaur media. Well, They're you know, lying to you. so so uh, Jefferson and and. Um, uh, Franklin both talked about how uh, Jefferson basically said that you couldn't have a republic with an uninformed uh, public. And um, uh, Franklin said something to the effect of, uh, it's a republic, madam, if you can keep it. <laughs> and um, Just like that. Yeah, just exactly like that. That's, in that that's voice. how we've talked. Yeah. You know, it's a pudgy belly. And, it, and uh, don't sh- forget the wig. The bowl full of jelly. And he didn't wear wigs. He didn't need to. He was that much of a rake. Um, the... So I mean, the, 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 it has always been that if just if the public would just stay informed, and they're not very good at that. I I just wonder, you know, to me it seems like well, well, well you have to look at you have to look at how society has been changed. We have uh, we used to be a society. I was sitting at a restaurant earlier and looking at this picture and admiring. It was from before there were even cars. It was like nineteen thirteen in Chicago. And it's horses and carriages, but everyone's wearing suits. Yeah. If you're not wearing a shirt and tie. And a fedora. And a fedora, yeah. Nowadays, people walk around. Sweatpants. They are half nude, (laughs) or their pants are hanging around their knees. That is not happening in New Hampshire Really? Yeah, I kind of almost wish that would happen sometimes. I can assure you they are not half nude. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know... Thomas, I bet I I wager a bet that everybody in that picture that you were looking at was a man, right? Um, mostly, but it, it was just a picture of a street corner. Okay, it was like a rooftop picture of a street corner, and yes, it was uh, almost all men. I would think that you know the yeah. wives. It was probably the business, the downtown business area, and most of the wives were probably yeah. at home taking care of the kids, or they were out at the parks watching the kids with pill. That's they were what, probably dressed up when they did the it, though. Were. They probably were that's dressed up the when they did were. it. Yeah. 
Yes, they were wearing dresses standing in the windows with the kids. Likely. So do you think that that picture of society is something that you'd like to get back to, Thomas? I mean, I'm just kind of confused um, where you're going with this. I mean, not necessarily that, but more of the values. People don't have compassion. People don't really care about each other. And living in Chicago, people are like, they're, they're completely mind, just completely brainwashed by the Chicago political machine. The superintendent of the police came to St. Sabiner's Church and sat down in front of the majority black congregation and said, the right to keep and bear arms is there because it's racist. The right and to keep and bear arms is racist? Yeah, that, I mean, that seems yes, pretty easy to uh, debunk. Standing ovation. Standing ovation. How, what, what, wow. Did he base it on anything? I mean, I have no idea. What you're, I, I have no reference for this. No. Neither did I. I, I. I was completely dumbfounded when he said it because he just said, that's what makes it racist. Not that the first gun laws in America were to restrict black people, but the actual right to keep and bear arms is racist. It's crazy. I, I you know, I, I can't even imagine. I guess. Well, I mean, look they, at look at the the places that most people. Ovation. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. But the places that most people grow up, you know, I'm I'm not excusing this or defending it, but in government schools, the people are taught really to accept a lot of irrationality and to not check sources. And so I kind of don't. I kind of see that as a logical consequence for something like that. Suppose. Thomas, yeah. thanks for the call. Yeah. 855-450-3733. Do you know why the mainstream media is messed up? Why it's biased? 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature-length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit LibertyDocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's LibertyDocumentary.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733, the live Sunday edition. Yes, it's live. The live Sunday edition with Mark and Stephanie. You can give us a call at 855-450-3733. If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, everything you know somebody would need, the outdoors person might need, is at manventureoutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing, the Better Business Bureau. A uh, good friend of mine actually has ordered off of manventureoutpost.com. He claimed that uh, that the prices were incredibly low. He was uh, very surprised by it. He's a thrifty guy. Um, and there's, there's no doubt about it. And I got uh, plenty of stuff off of uh, manventureoutpost.com, too, and a nice jacket and some, uh, some winter gear. And I was impressed with the quality. I wouldn't be able to say, mm. you know, I didn't, I didn't scour the internet looking for the prices. But everybody I've talked to says that these are the best prices. So go check them out. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com. Coupon code FTL. Get an additional 5% off. Uh, get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. 
So we've had a lot of uh, calls in talking about the mainstream media, Ron Paul, and the way he's been uh, tr- yeah. treated there. If you want to call in and, and talk about that, you're uh, more than welcome to. But uh, Stephanie, you had uh, you had an article that we were going to start the hour off with, and it's yes. my mind. What is it? It is about the. Um, have you heard of these economic freedom rankings that certain think oh, tanks yes. do? Yeah. There's so, one from, I think, is it freetheworld.com? Is that it? And the other one's from the Heritage Foundation? I know about the Heritage Foundation, okay. and that's the one that this article is referring to. The Heritage Foundation actually just came out. And by the way, they are kind of a conservative, I, I guess, think tank. Right. But economic liberty is something that's a heck of a lot easier to quantify than um, social liberty or freedom of the press or things like that. There are mm. lists out there for freedom of the press. Um, and the United is it, States. Was- is it easier to quantify, though? Economic liberty? Yeah, I, I I wonder about that. I think it's easier to quantify the laws in a particular country. Yep. What's not easy to quantify is how does that country enforce its laws? Uh, for instance, Greece. Uh, Greece has very restrictive uh, tax laws. Um, it you know costs a lot of money, but most people don't pay them. Hmm. So um, adherence and enforcement are an important aspect to it. Sure. I would prefer, I mean, and I think a lot of people would prefer, let hey, Let's make the rules fair and enforce them as opposed to, uh, you know, let's, let's have stability rather than just make a bunch of arbitrary rules. And, uh, you know, then if you uh, if you don't want to follow them, just bribe somebody. That's a toss up. I don't know. I mean, some people do like the bribing system. I, that's why a lot of libertarians, I think, go to live in South America, because in some places, I mean, like Mexico comes to mind. But where what is you the difference between bribe a bribe people? and a tax? Uh, there, well, who you're paying. <laughs> <laughs> I think the tax is a little bit more consistent and like written down, you know, whereas a bribe, maybe it's fungible a little bit. I suppose. I don't know. I mean, yeah, if, if you bribe somebody and then they want to come back and uh, get some more money from you, what do you do? But I just bribed you there's, last week. Yeah, there's not much you can do. But but what do you do if somebody t- if the government taxes you and then they want they want to raise the taxes? There's nothing if they you want can to do raise there the taxes, either. They could do it the next year. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, sure. I know. I mean, it's not it's not it's it. There are arguments within, uh, you know, pro liberty communities as to wh- which one of these is better, and um, yeah. But and basically, think, if you do comes... well anywhere under any government, they're going to want the, you know, what they're going to call their piece. They they believe that they know what the fair piece is that you need to pay, and they're going to come after it. They, well, they, look they want the big fish. they want one hundred percent, but they know that if they tax you one hundred percent, or they try to take all of what you have, then nobody would produce anything. So they have to make people and think that they're free. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, unless they make it impossible for you to leave. Like in the U.S. now, there is an exit tax, right? If you expatriate, uh, you are taxed as if you sold everything that you owned. But this is one of those taxes that's very difficult to enforce. I mean, what is the United States government going to do if I move all my money offshore as a citizen? They're Mm -hmm. not going to do anything about that. And then I say, I'm leaving. Goodbye. Yep. And I don't have any money for them to tax. They're going to be like, we're getting an exit tax. Wait, wait. Goodbye. (laughs) <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's nothing they can really do about it. It's it's on, that tax only affects the uninformed, essentially. And I'm not saying that that's I guess that's, that's true. Good. Yeah. And, and it's not good. You're right. Um, but at least there are ways for people to get around it. And honestly, I haven't um, read up on this for a couple of years, so I might be mistaken. But that was my most current understanding of what it's like if you try to expatriate. Yes, US, there yeah. is absolutely there are exit taxes of all sorts um, in the United States. And I'd like to point to because people will say this, this is the freest country in the world. And 
for one, I don't know that that's a true statement anymore. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you which country is freer, but I think that there's a good argument for several places. Uh, well, Hong Kong, it depends on your. I think a lot of this comes down to people's personal preferences Indeed. about what they value in terms of freedom. But in the under the Roman slave system, mm-hmm. fl- slaves bought their freedom all the time. Slaves bought their freedom, as a matter of fact, in the American chattel slavery system. Um, people yeah. would, uh, for instance, uh, you know, some guy, somebody would be freed for whatever reason, and then he would buy the freedom of, say, a wife and kids and stuff like that. So people bought freedom under the slavery system. If you're buying, if you're giving a tax to leave a given, uh, let's call it a, a, a tax farm, which is what these countries are, yeah. if you're giving money to leave, then you're really no different than a slave under these systems. Sure. And then, but in that case, if you leave, you only pretty much have the option of going somewhere else where you're going to enter another slave system. That's kind of so, why I like the Erickson Council at ericksoncouncil.com because, you know, if they can manage to get that off the ground and create a bunch of uh, catamarans that, uh, you know, are houses that you can move around, the government's going to have a much more difficult time taxing you in a situation where you can just pick up your house and leave. Because currently, if I want to sell my house, I'm going to take a hit. Every time you buy and sell a house, you take a hit yeah. financially. And, of course, it costs money to pick up and move and stuff. But you know, it could be, it could work out. It could not. They don't. I'd love to see their first working prototype. They look like they're going to get it off the ground, and I'm mm-hmm. very excited about it. Um, I'd like to see a prototype too. And also, I mean, it brings up the question of if you could have freedom in quotes, right? Mm-hmm. But you would be living a pretty isolated lifestyle. You know, I don't um, know that that's necessarily true. I mean, some people would see it that way. I mean, if you were to live out in the middle of the ocean. You could have some friends who have. I mean, I assume when you build these uh, uh, these Erickson Council boats, which is what they're they're talking about doing at ericksoncouncil.com, dot um, you you're going to make meet some friends, and you're probably going to travel in little caravans. So. Yeah, you'd be somewhat isolated with your friends, but frankly, I don't hang out with that many people in real life anyway. So. Having a few people to hang I, out with would be kind of good. I don't know. I wouldn't live out in the mean, middle of the ocean anyway because it's pretty wavy out there. Sure. Probably, internet's a problem. A yeah. lot of things are a problem out there. You, but you could probably skip bebop and skip through islands in the Caribbean or the South Pacific without too much trouble from any of those organizations. You know, living in you know beautiful places, getting internet connectivity and all that stuff through, what, 4G um, air cards, that kind of thing. It could be done, even if you're just moving along the coast of the United States. I mean, if you if you're not in a static place, the government doesn't know where to come get you for their for their taxes. It's true. I mean, honestly, one of the biggest appeals for me about the Free State Project, about living here in New Hampshire, is that even if we don't um, get rid of the state or whatever, even if we state, (laughs) not in your lifetime, unless you unless unless they get robot bodies and we live forever. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'm hopeful, cautiously optimistic, but even if we don't get to that level that I would like to get to, at least I'll be in good company. And Indeed. that's what I say to people who are interested in the Free State Project. It's 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 really, for me, is more about the community. I mean, I don't know anywhere else on earth that I could go and have access to just the wealth of people here who, who have so many different skills and talents and we can network with, you know, and do business with and, and be friends with and have relationships with. Sure. And it's, it's very... 
it's very important. And to me, that's one of the things that enriches my life the most. But a lot of people say to themselves, I don't think that friends do it for the Free State Project. And I'm not trying to compete against the Free State Project with the Erickson Council. I mm-hmm. think that they're different projects. Well, the Free State Project is the intention of taking a piece of landmass and getting it more free. The Erickson Council is to be free yourself. Um, it's a different it, it's a different sure. concept. Well, you could go live in Grafton, but New Hampshire people, and just be, you know, go off the grid and friends be free, there too. quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, if you're going to make money, the United States government wants their cut in, in income taxes. I mean, just because you moved to Grafton and would you rather not be making a, any money isn't free. Well, but would you rather be among people who will help you resist or, you know, maybe join you in protest of that? I'm just saying that the United States government is going to want its, its cut. Sure. I'm just exploring some ideas here. I think it's an interesting discussion. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. DigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Thetis Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. If you're a cigarette smoker, I was too for many years, um, you know that they're not good for you. You know that they can, uh, well, you know, cigarettes kill people. You can get if I told you that there was a a product on the market that would allow you to enjoy the nicotine that you enjoy without, well, the many, many, many of the uh, the health detriments, uh, the cost, and the ability to uh, stay indoors. I mean, it's really kind of stinks to be at work, have to go stand by the dumpster in the rain. There is. It's called an e-cigarette, and Vaporsmiths.com makes makes one of the best e-cigarettes on the available in the market today. And they'll give it to you completely free. All you have to do is call 855-2-GET-VAPOR and mention coupon code FTL. Or you can go to Vaporsmiths.com. When you buy 40 cartomizers, these are the things that contain the nicotine uh, substance in them that is vaporized by the uh, the gizmo. Uh, you buy 40 cartomizers. That's about 70 bucks. You'll get a free starter kit. It comes with two e-cigarettes, a charger, and the, the wires, and all the things that you need. It's Vaporsmiths.com, coupon code FTL. 855-2-GET-VAPOR. You know, it's worth trying out. Many people that uh, that use this, maybe they don't quit smoking entirely, but at the very least, they're smoking fewer cigarettes because they don't have to go outside at work. You can use it right at your desk if, if, in most cases. I'm sure that some businesses well, would prefer you. Well, the thing that really impressed me, Mark, was the study that we read about a little while ago that said that they um, basically there was a company who just gave e-cigarettes sure. to a group of smokers who were not had no interest in quitting. Yeah, they, they and had something, turned down a smoking cessation program. Yeah, and something like 75% of them completely transitioned to uh, e-cigarettes. Or, I think it was uh, 25% completely transitioned. Oh, gotcha, yeah. and 75% no, cut and, back. And I, I don't know if it – 50% – I, I think – I, I, you know, I'd have to look at it. I don't know. It was a, it was a <laughs> large percentage of people. Um, I don't want to give bad statistics, but yeah, I, I agree. It was surprising right. for people that didn't want to quit smoking. 
they did. Yeah. They just did. There were some impressive results. Let's put it that way. And it's worth (laughs) it's worth a try. I mean, when you're talking about 40 cartomizers, that's the amount of nicotine in 40 packs of cigarettes. For 70 bucks, you can't get 40 packs of cigarettes for $70 anywhere. You can't go to South Carolina. You can't go on a cruise ship and get 40 packs of cigarettes for 70 bucks. So it's 855-2-GET-VAPOR, vaporsmiths.com. Now, we were talking about this uh, this article you have here, Stephanie, about the Heritage Foundation's ranking of uh, economically free countries. And I want to get to that. And we also kind of discussed different ways that one might see more freedom in, in their life. Sure. I don't want to disparage the uh, the Free State Project. I think that New Hampshire is one of the freest places on earth. Now, well, you are here. You moved here for the Free State Project. I moved here for the Free State Project. So your actions project. are endorsing. Indeed, <laughs> I, indeed, I do. The one of the things I, you know, when you look at the United States, it may not be the highest ranked of these countries. But the thing is, is there's different, um, you know, there's different states within the United States that afford more and less freedom. So I don't yeah. think the Heritage Foundation, I, they probably must just take in sort of the average of the states. Well, New Hampshire's the freest state in the union, according to the Mercatus Center. So Mer- New Hampshire's probably freer. If you were to just rank New Hampshire as, yeah, a, uh, as a country, as a country yeah. and a state, because um, as the United States and a state of the United States, I wonder where it would show up compared to places like, um, you know Hong Kong and things like that. Another right. thing about Hong Kong is well, Hong Kong was the number one, by the way. They always are. Yeah. Um, and one thing about they don't mention is organized crime. There's organized crime in Hong Kong. So well, you don't there's have organized to, crime anywhere. You don't have to deal with organized crime in New Hampshire. I don't. I don't deal if, with it in my life. But maybe talking, <laughs> some people not do. talking about the government. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about the other organized crime. Yes, I understood that. I so, definitely have to. If you count the government as organized crime, I oh yeah, yeah, you I have, have to, to deal, deal with, with it them. in your life. Yeah. So you know, we were talking about different systems. Uh, you know, there are. There's seasteading is another uh, thing that they're kind of working on. But seasteading seems to be a think tank where they've been thinking about living on the water for some time, but they haven't really been able to come up with something. The reason I like Erickson Council is because they're they're. You know, looks like they're going to get something going this year, and we'll know. You know, we're, we'll know what's what's going on. I mean, I want to see a prototype of one of these life yachts. I think that would be awesome. Well, the, the, it's. I don't think it's fair to say that the Sea Sitting Institute has done nothing. I mean, if you go on there, I get their newsletter and stuff, and they do have some stuff that they've done, like research. for plans and research. Yeah, yeah, a lot and of it research. takes a lot of that for yep. sure. And also, the um, uh, Patrick Friedman recently went down to where was it Honduras? Yep. and started like a charter city or yep. something. And I was going to mention that uh, mm-hmm. charter charter city or something like that he's and so they're looking at creating sort of a semi-autonomous state within honduras is it yes i believe so honduras um which you know i'm interested in i think it's very very interesting i'm a little skeptical i don't know about these you know these third world banana republics and trusting them you know when you build a uh, successful and prosperous uh, city-state within honduras how is honduras going to react to that i mean are they going to want to nationalize that at some point and then yeah you know, just you know, what? Wow, there's a lot of tax money to be had there. How come we're not getting it? I don't know. It, yeah, it does have that sort of too good to be true ring to it. You know that, that there could be a, a autonomous city and within a country that already exists. But anyway, I mean, I I, wa- I do want to read some things from yeah. this article. So Let's do. basically, the Heritage Foundation conservative think tank ranks countries on economic freedom. Um, it, this article is from HumanEvents.com by DeRoy Murdoch, and uh, it says basically. Um, Good news is that on economic freedom, America is in the global top 10. The bad news, America is number 10. Yeah, right. <laughs> According to America's the- been as low as 13, I believe, on this list. So, you know, we're kind of bebopping around in there. Hmm. Well, maybe other countries have just become freer and not America has become freer. 
You know what I mean? Well, there's a lot of debt. There's a lot of debt. Or being- I'm sorry, it, other countries have become more more um, unfree instead of America becoming freer oh, and that pushed it up. You know what I mean? Hey, I don't think there's much chance that the United States has become more economically free in the last five years. Yeah, it no, seem very it likely. doesn't seem consistent with what I can observe. Right. So um, bailing out bankers and, um, you know, <laughs> Congress dying to, uh, you know, printing all kinds of dollars and Congress dying to tax you more. Yeah. And just millions of new regulations yep. that favor these big corporations and, and not new startups. jobs. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So uh, according to the 18th Annual Index of Economic Freedom released Thursday morning by Heritage Foundation and Wall Street Journal, Hong Kong is the freest uh, economy on earth. It uh, invariably topped this list since 1995. Uh, so they have more than, you know, like 15, 17 years, right? They're a powerhouse at the top of this list. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, number two Number two is Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, leads Australia, New Zealand, Switzerland, Canada, Chile, Mer- more Mauritius and Ireland. I have no idea what Mauritius is. I'm not, I'm not familiar with it either. <laughs> it must be a small uh, something like Liechtenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I, now I want to check it out a little bit more. Well, you, should, you should check it out. And, um, you know, when we're. But Canada's you, way up there. Yeah, you're looking at these countries. You look at Ireland, New and Zealand, Australia, Canada, yeah. Switzerland. You look at these countries, and these are a lot of countries that Americans would say socialist European countries. They get, you know, they don't love freedom there. And yeah. you know, hey, people, <laughs> that's obviously your freedom has slipped away <laughs> on your watch yeah. while you were busy singing country music about I'm proud to be an American because <laughs> uh, at least I know I'm free. You don't. I mean, well, you you know something. <laughs> Thing that's not true, right? <laughs> yeah. And this is like more like a story that they told themselves rather than something that's real. Yeah, right. I mean, you, you sang yourself into tyranny, and <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, it, it, it befuddles and annoys me. I've, I've got to say, when you see quantifiable lists like that, I wonder what sort of the average American says to themselves about this list. What is it when a, a country like Canada, which we would call our socialist neighbor to the north, yeah. What happens when they show up as more economically free than the United States? What does that mean? Um, you know, so many or of these... even a place like Australia where there's internet censorship and sure. there's a mandatory voting. Yeah. yeah, mandatory voting. We both said that at the same time. Uh, yeah. yeah, is it? Uh, I mean, isn't that tyrannical to, to be forced to vote? Yeah. Some people would say it's a good idea. Probably the same folks that would uh, agree with the draft. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, it's similar. Yeah, you know, here in the United Very States, uh, you know, in several of the states, you can't vote as a felon, so me being a felon, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I like to vote when I can. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I just, uh, it, 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 I, I don't know what people are thinking. The, the, it, all these countries are getting bigger and bigger, and it's a race, frankly, to the bottom as far as uh, yeah. as governments go. Governments so, so, aren't, or, aren't organizations of freedom. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I want to read a little bit more about how they compile these ranking yeah it says these rankings excuse me it says the index evaluates fiscal discipline taxes regulations monetary policy rule of law corruption and other measures of economic liberty so i mean just right there on the monetary policy i can see why the u.s continues to slide down because yep. i would say the united states is very... probably pretty good when it comes to corruption and um and and rule of law now i don't consider you mean it there is a lot of good no it... I, I think that there's probably comparatively not as much corruption in the United States government as there is elsewhere. They hmm. codify their corruption well, as opposed how, to... How do they evaluate corruption? Is it like how much they get caught? Or I, I don't understand how they would measure that, but... 
I think I that know. you could, if you get pulled over for a speeding ticket and offer the cop 50 bucks in the United States, you're more likely to end up in handcuffs than you are going along your way. I think that if, you, you know, there's plenty of countries where that's the expected thing to do. 855-450-3733. What do you think about the United States slipping down this chart? 855. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. It's the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. We are indeed live, and you can indeed call us at 855-450-3733. Another thing you can do is freetalklive.com is a completely interactive website. Uh, You can load... Uh, you know, I guess it's linked to stories and blog posts and videos and anything that you consider to be important or funny or whatever it is you want to share. Freetalklive.com makes it possible. And I can tell you, lots more eyes are going to see that in some kind of Facebook post you put up. <laughs> so it's uh, freetalklive.com and, you know, just submit show prep there. 855-450-3733. Stephanie, we were going through the list of... Uh, what, freest countries in the world? Well, the according Heritage? to the Heritage Foundation and it's the Wall Street Journal, free. which as far as I know are both U.S.-based organizations. Mm-hmm. So, Well, if it was uh, Columbia-centric, is that what they call um, you know somebody who might be biased towards the United States? They're not doing very well. I mean, the United States came out number 10 on the list. Right, but is it even worse than that? I suppose. I don't know. (laughs) Just putting they want it to be in the top 10 so bad. You know, like I said, I think that, um, you know, some countries you can live more freely simply because their governments are more inefficient. If you, say, live in outlying areas or something like Afghanistan might be a pretty good example of, you know, the extreme of this is, you know, there's a maybe if you're a man, there's a president (laughs) of Afghanistan. I'm only I'm only trying to let me get through my. Sure, sure. Uh, There's a president of Afghanistan, Hamid Karzai, that fella. They don't have any control outside of Kabul. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's just a guy saying, I'm the president. It's like me saying I'm the president. Follow me. I don't uh, know. Honestly, I don't know a whole ton about what life would be like in Afghanistan. Maybe one it, of our listeners can call in and enlighten us. But yeah, I'm just saying uh, that you can have some freedom in some other countries that may have restrictive laws, but they don't get enforced uh, so, well, very Well, maybe thoroughly. so, but I, I certainly don't think that um, social mores and attitudes and and uh cultural things are irrelevant no i, mean, I don't think they are definitely have a huge impact i would say it's, even more of an impact on most people's lives than business does to quantify um you know these kind of freedoms uh, you know i mean it, it, what about a country where women are less likely to work in a, in, a, in a workplace it doesn't mean that they're not able to but it does mean likely that it'll be difficult for them to get the good jobs because the expectation is that they won't be working. So they'll probably be sort of like it was here in the 60s or in the the 40s where women had a difficult time working outside the house. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess How do you to measure something that? like that, you could probably look at um, labor statistics and measure um, the average pay for men versus women for similar jobs. But then well, someone would make the counter argument here in the United States, women have to work that don't want to work outside the home because they have to make ends meet and then kids are raised by other people and, and in this, the, the same way. So you've got this opposite end of freedom. I mean, there's lots of women that don't want to work outside the home. But they have to because they have to support the help with their families. Sure. And a lot of that has to do with taxes, I think. You know? I would concur. Um, I think that if you can find a way to measure corruption objectively like they do on this would, index, you if, could if probably find... If done well, you'll never know it exists. Well, right. So how are you yeah. supposed to uh, measure that objectively? I That's mean, why this is the best uh, ranking of you and know, freest And rule places. of law? Like, what does that mean? I mean... How fairly things are instituted, I yeah, guess? Yeah. How do you measure that objective? I mean, there is... I don't doubt that there is a certain amount of well, they arbitrariness. They pay a lot of scholars a lot of money to come up with these lists. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, sure. I can assure you they are not perfect, but... <laughs> They're probably all we got. But, you know, I mean, there are other organizations that put out other um, ranking lists that have a little bit more to do with social freedoms or mm-hmm. personal freedoms, I guess you could say. And I think they tend to be more focused on, like, uh, you know, what are the best places to live for for people who aren't religious or, you know, th- other things like that. Like, maybe they're a little more specific in their focus than just economic freedom, which is pretty broad, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so anyway, I, I think you need to look at a lot of these lists before you would come up with information like that. But I think yeah. that to, to some extent, these lists are going to be so broad, focus on so many places that you're never going to get any good enough. Info- I mean, there's 220 countries out there. If everybody names a different country and says this is the yeah. best one, then where are you at? Well, and it also depends on like we said before, Mark, it really depends on what you value and what yep. your personal idea of freedom is. You know, like, do you want freedom because you want to you like smoke pot all day do you want freedom because you sure. want to smoke a Amsterdam, uh, right? excuse me <laughs> do you, because you want to start a business do you want freedom because yeah. you want to marry a same-sex partner do you ha- want freedom be- i mean there are all different kinds of reasons why uh people i mean there are all different kinds want. of conceptions yeah. people have of freedom and For so me it's taxes i mean I'm, yeah, I'm, you know yeah. i'm a big i really hate paying property tax and income tax and and all these taxes because to me it feels like at, at the very least with sales tax i know what i'm getting into you mm-hmm. know I mean, well i uh, if i gotta buy this i can figure out how much i'm gonna pay off the top but income tax really you want to tax people for being successful you want to penalize success <laughs> yeah. that's what you want to do with property taxes i get i find those to be the worst the very worst because you can't even unplug you can't get off the grid from these people yeah. i can't produce my own food my own power and do all that own stuff without the government coming in and demanding their essentially quit rent, which is a, uh, a holdover from the feudal days. Serfdom, yeah, yeah. It's essentially the, the Lord owned all the land in a given geographic area that he was able to kill and threaten to get. And in that geographic area, he got money from anybody or, or food, you know, and a lot of the serfs paid in uh, crops. Right. Essentially sharecroppers. They were tied to the land as uh, the terminology uh, for it. And that's essentially what you are. If you're a property owner, if you live on the land, you're a serf. And you're a, you may not be a serf to a lord, but you're a serf to your city council or your, uh, you know, selectmen or the, you know, the, the town meeting or whatever body claims to own all that land in that area. If you think you own your property, just go ahead and try not to pay your annual or semi-annual rent to mm. these people. I know you don't call it rent. I know they call it property property taxes. But what's the difference? It's money you pay to live on land. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that I've, uh, you know, have gotten excited about the uh, the Erickson Council, because it, it offers that relatively quickly, that kind of freedom. Now, mm-hmm. I think that the Free State Project, once we're over, able to overturn the Claremont decision here in in New Hampshire, that you'll see a uh, plummeting of uh, property taxes because the Claremont decision basically yeah, said... Yeah, please give some background on that. The Claremont decision said that uh, essentially you're obligated, that uh, people of the state are obligated to educate the kids of the state. Now, I'm all for education. Haven't they been trying to overturn that for like 20 years? Yes. Okay, and yes. it hasn't happened yet. Well, the Free State Project is relatively incipient. It's a liberty in your lifetime. They didn't claim anything but liberty in your lifetime, Stephanie, <laughs> I see. and you're young. So, <laughs> they got plenty of time. You know, everybody says I'm young, but I'm not that young. I'm, I'm the perfect age to have both wisdom and uh, youthful exuberance. Uh, well, apparently young means something to you other than what it means to me. <laughs> I'm only saying that you're young. Okay. <laughs> not that you're dumb. <laughs> Thank you. I don't, think that, uh, I don't think young people are necessarily dumb. I think you learn some things as you get a little older, but I think you forget things as you get older, too. Yep, so that's true. I, I think that people that don't listen, I mean, you got to listen to everybody. People often want to dis- dismiss the young if they are saying something that they disagree with. Oh, well, you'll figure it out when you get, well, you know, when I get older, you'll be dead and I won't be able to convince you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, so the um, America has slid from number nine in 2011 to 10th place today and for 2012. And indeed, this is the fourth consecutive year. I'm reading from the article, by the way. This is the fourth consecutive year in which the U.S. fell a notch. Out of a perfect score of 100, America declined to 76.3. Denmark, number 11, scored 76.2. So America was really not much better than Denmark, who I think it was Denmark who recently... uh, instituted a tax on foods that had saturated fat mm. over two two percent saturated fat or something mm. so yeah, yeah this is what we're dealing with and um <laughs> yeah the taxes and by no means the united states are low on a um on a worldwide scale people will say well, all those countries have you know all these social welfare programs and socialized medicine and this that and the other and that's tr- a true statement it absolutely is true the united states is the world's policeman so I am obligated to pay for all these military people that essentially keep the sea lanes clear. I mean, what's the United States doing in the Gulf of Tonkin right now? Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a bay. I don't like to think of myself as obligated to pay for that, but the government certainly thinks we are. The government certainly thinks are, you yeah. are. Um, and if you, if you have a job, they're going to come after you if you act like you're not obligated to pay. So now America, instead of being in the free category, is in the mostly free runner-up category. <laughs> Am I obligated to pay for the world's policeman? I mean, if I am, tell me why. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line. 
855-450-3733. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. 855-450-FREE. Do you not have enough time to read books anymore? Audiobooks are a great way to get in that reading that you want to do without carving time out of your day to sit down and read a book. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium, digital, spoken audio information and entertainment. They've got categories like business, classics, fiction, erotica, history, science fiction, and everything else. Everything a bookstore might have, they've got at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's the the site you go um, to get a free audiobook from uh, Free Talk Live and Audible. I listen to audiobooks all the time and have uh, and and Audible makes it easy for me to download them. And if I can do it, you can do it. Trust me. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Um, and you can go there and look at the – they've got more than 100,000 titles uh, to choose from. And you can get any of them free. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL for your free audiobook. Stephanie, let's go to the phones. Stephanie, let's go to the phones. <laughs> sure. That's like one word. <laughs> Definitely Stephanie. <laughs> It's uh, Cindy in uh, South Beach, Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Oh, yes. It's wonderful to talk on the radio because I've been a libertarian for over 20 years. And a friend of mine turned me on to Murray Rothbard in 1988. I've been a libertarian party convention. I was from Maryland in 1992. That's when libertarians had a radical platform. Now, you guys, the other night, you guys talked about Free, uh, the idea, the philosophical basis of libertarianism, I believe. Okay. I got a little upset because you guys didn't say what I thought was cool to say. Basically, that libertarian, the first libertarian, according to Murray Rothbard, was Lao Tzu. Okay. Lao Tzu, yeah. Okay. Uh, didn't Lao Tzu say uh, something like, uh, the, something to the effect of, like, the more laws there are, the more criminals are created? Well, I, yeah, well, it, Lao Tzu was a they say it's a reaction to Confucianism. They say that we're reactionaries when in the light shines in darkness. When the times are bad, libertarians grow. We sit and wait. That's what we do because we're, we're so small. We have to be patient people, you know? Mm. And it's, it's, I feel very, it's very hard for us. You know, well, it seems like uh, there's a big surge on right now. I mean, the Ron Paul campaigns of 2008 and 2012 have been tremendous for growing the ranks of people, at the very least, people who understand some of the ideas of liberty. Exactly. But we one, one thing is what I guess what we could say is when we grow, we got to watch out. We don't want to get co-opted. We have that's important to talk about the fundamental principle over and over. We do have a principle. We have a very important principle, and we could also talk about maybe, yeah, that's Buddhism, hello, you know? We're in line with Buddhism, we're in line with Christianity, we're in line with, actually, uh, Dean Ahmad, who was our chairman back then in the 1990s from Maryland. I'm proud to say a Libertarian Party chairman was Dean Ahmad, a Muslim man. This is a terrible time we're living in. When people can't be proud, okay? We can't be proud. I'm a proud Christian. I'm a proud atheist. I'm a proud libertarian. I'm a proud Muslim. Can't we just all be proud and be happy? You know? I mean, I just... 
I'm know. not sure what I you're asking here, my, uh, Cindy. My theme is blessed are the peacemakers. Libertarianism for that. unites everyone, left and right. You know. Yeah, I think that to some uh, extent. Uh, but to be able to talk on the, the radio, I was I had a libertarian study group in my house in Maryland, the 1990s. All we were a bunch of well, it was basically men in the group. One libertarian. Not a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cindy, thanks. It's nice to hear from you. What about the roads? What about this? What about that? Yeah, it's always the roads. The roads is the first thing. We centered on on the idea. I don't want to ramble. I just want to tell you what we talked about. Cindy, thank. I appreciate hearing from you tonight, and welcome. And uh, it's nice to always nice to meet other people who are liberty minded. Indeed, and I think that you you know getting together with with folks uh, like minded uh, you know does help to to flesh out the ideas. Um, you know, everybody's got to have their questions answered, and and you know I don't think anybody is in the liberty movement that hasn't asked themselves, what about the roads? Um, you know, how are roads going to be taken care of in a uh, in, in a society where it's free? Oh, well. You know, the same way other businesses are taken care of, the same way other goods and services are delivered to people. Roads really aren't any different. Yeah. You know, Mark, it's interesting that Cindy started off, uh, you know, talking about uh, a conversation that that took place on Free Talk Live earlier this week. Mm -hmm. And I did actually kind of have that in my show prep to bring up with you. Maybe we could touch on that briefly. Um, Cindy was saying something about the philosophical basis of libertarianism. And this week, a bunch of people called in about objectivism and how it relates to libertarianism and what are the differences uh, between objectivism and libertarianism. And I think that um, I had some stuff that I wanted to add because I think Ian wasn't too familiar and both weren't too familiar. So, Objectivism is um, is a pretty specific uh, philosophy. I mean, it's it's not um, it's not liberty, but it's it's a, a it's like a way of like living on Earth. I guess is, okay. is how Ayn Rand would have probably described it. And you know, there's there's some there's some kind of tenets like rational self interest is one mm-hmm. that's really important that I don't think um, was uh, was maybe touched upon this week on Free Talk Live. And so you know, you're and then there's also like the idea that there is there is a reality that exists independently of of consciousness like whether or not we exist reality exists right and uh you know it's uh, this is one of the things that i like about objectivism is that mm-hmm. look um you know you can sit and debate all da- all day about what if the sky were chartreuse would uh would we still call chartreuse blue or something like that i mean these these sort of uh, ethereal conversations but they don't help you in the operating in real life whereas objectivism is you know like we know what's going to happen when a is done the b is going to result and i like that yeah i mean i i tend to agree that you can know some things for sure and that there is a objective reality that doesn't care or, you know, doesn't, it doesn't matter what I think about it. It exists and it is a certain way. Right. Sure. And so, um, you can always blame it on God though. I don't, I would not do that. Yeah. <laughs> demons. Demons are doing it. I uh, would not do that either. <laughs> you sick? It's demons. <laughs> right. But, you know, I think some of the difference between objectivism and libertarianism comes in, in that idea of, of rational self-interest. Like, I think that there are some libertarians who will say things like, well, you know, um, people should not be, uh, drug use, for instance, should not be criminalized. Uh, so therefore, drugs are good. Or people, you know, it's no problem to use drugs. 
Uh, but Just maybe, because it's not criminalized doesn't mean it's necessarily a good thing to do. Well, I think sure. there could be arguments made for certain drugs as, rec- you know, quote unquote, recreational or spiritually expanding. I think that people can make arguments for, um, you know, LSD, marijuana or, you know, say MDMA or something like this because they believe it's in some way. Uh, expanding for their mind. We were just talking about Steve Jobs earlier on the show, and he credited uh, certain psychotropic drugs. Sure. Well, I think the point I was trying to make was that maybe for a libertarian, the question would be, um, or the idea would be, it shouldn't be prohibited. But for for an objective, it would be, is this in my best uh, rational self-interest? I see. Yeah. 855-450-3733. Call in and talk about what you want on Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453, SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. I hear on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark and Stephanie, 855-450-3733. Now that the holidays have come and gone, it's time to get serious about your New Year's resolutions. For 2012, resolve to protect your most valuable asset, your family. Daily, we hear about all the things happening around the world, unemployment, food shortages, natural disasters, inflation. That's just to name a few of them. For my preparation, I recommend WiseFoodStorage.com. WiseFoodStorage.com offers delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches. There's uh, freeze-dried meat in these. Many of them are vegetarian meals uh, if you're looking at their competitors and things like that. And I don't know about you, but I'd like to have a little meat in my meal when I'm, uh, you know, sitting there in the bunker. Um, <laughs> all I got left is uh, <laughs> some cold water to make my wise, uh, wise food right in the metal, metal, uh, the metal mylar pouch. You don't even need a pot to do it. Um, they carry a 25-year shelf life, so these should be your kids using them. Frankly, you can visit wisefoodstorage.com today. Before you buy. Get a free entree sample. Use coupon code FTL. For a limited time, that uh, same coupon code will also get you no-cost shipping on any order. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOOD-WISE. Promo codes FTL, and you'll get the, the free sample and free shipping on any order. Peace of mind, the greatest gift you can give the ones you love, wisefoodstorage.com. Stephanie, I've got a story, and... You know, one of the things about freedom is if you want freedom for yourself, 
you have to give it to others. There's that famous oh yes Reverend Martin Niemöller poem from uh, Nazi Germany, where you know first they came for the trade unionists, and I wasn't a trade unionist, so I said nothing. Yeah. Then they came for the communists, and I wasn't a communist, so I said nothing. Then they came for the Jews, and I wasn't a Jew, so I said nothing. And when they finally came for me, there was no one left to stand up for me. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. it you know speaks to how if we just stand by and allow in, injustice uh, to prevail, that Injustice will prevail. Mm-hmm. Just because it's not you doesn't mean it's okay. And an interesting law has gone through, uh, not gone through, but uh, been proposed in Tennessee. And, you know, in Free Talk Live, we generally talk about laws that have been passed, but sometimes when you talk about something that's been passed, it's too late. Yeah. Right. And I think this one's worth talking about now. Um, there's, uh, th- this is from. It's a, it's a off a blog, but uh, the, John Cole from the Tennessee Equity Project is talking about this. this is the uh, police the potty bill? And oh, it already sounds terrible. Yeah, <laughs> Tennessee. There's some place I don't want cops. It's in the bathroom. Trans men and women around the world, transgendered, I guess, transsexual, trans, whatever. Um, you know, I know these terms mean different things for different folks. I can't say I'm completely up to date. I've had them explained to me. Um, but you know, I I don't want to take any chances. Well, t- okay, I'll take a crack at okay. it. Transgendered, um, you don't feel like you're ge- you don't identify as the sex that you were born in. Your gender or your idea of yourself doesn't match your biological sex. Mm-hmm. Transsexual, um, someone who has undergone a, a, a surgery to like sexual reassignment surgery. So, what are the guys that do the torch song singing and just dress up like women? transvestites but that okay. could be a derogatory term okay yeah so or, okay. or maybe they would be called cross-dressers okay yeah all right um you know we were talking about a situation with a young boy in uh colorado who wanted to join a girl scout uh group and he believed, i heard the show i should say night, young yeah. girl because he bobby is uh the, mm-hmm. the 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 child in question's name the seven-year-old questions and uh child in question's name and bobby believes that he's a uh, that she's a girl um, yeah. and but was born in the body of a of a male mm-hmm. and this can be very difficult you know to me oh, i don't understand gosh, yeah i don't understand this is not the world i live in but i have a friend who uh, this is something that uh, she is dealing with mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna sit out here from the outside and say well you just live with it i don't know what it's like i mean i i would not propose to know it's not my business. If that's what you want to do, I can't say that I've never been around a transgendered person and been uncomfortable. I certainly have. I certainly have. But I think that that's more my problem than theirs. I mean, their life's tough enough. I don't Absolutely. need to go dumping my baggage in on them. Well, and the reason why their life is tough is because they get a lot of uh, hatred and a lot of um, teasing and tormenting. And actually, um, transgender people en- encounter the most violence. I think out of I every, every group believe, yeah. and a lot gay, of people are very confronted by um, yeah. transgendered uh, folks. Yeah, absolutely. As if they're trying to trick them or something. Well, yeah, uh, some people perceive it as a threat. And I, to I'll their... bet it's been done. I, I'll absolutely bet it's been done. Uh, there's that song Lola uh, talking about uh, you know uh, boys will be girls, girls will be boys, that whatever. And I'm sure that some guys have been tricked by transgendered individuals, and you know. Whatever, um, it is what it is. You need to uh, you need to be careful with who you with whom you go home. This bill, sure, but okay. you know, Mark. I mean, 
even if we are completely, if the people who are listening to this are completely straight and completely their gender matches their sex and maybe they're heterosexuals, they don't, they can't really relate to this or think they can't relate. Think about this. Have you ever been in a situation where you just were different than everybody? Like you were just different than everyone was telling you you were supposed to be. Maybe it's liking liberty. You know, maybe it's questioning religion. Maybe it's something like that. Um, I think that if if you have been in a situation like that where everybody else is telling you you should be one way and you feel in your heart that you are a different way, uh, then you can relate to this. As far as I'm concerned, if somebody wants, I mean, it's it's not like it's easy or fun to be a uh, to go through this transgendered process. No, and I don't think so. Why I don't would imagine anyone people choose are doing to... it to you know? I I don't imagine people are doing it. Because, you know, they're doing it. I don't think they're doing it lightly. For I don't fun? think they're no. doing it to go after you. No, the consequences to this are so uh, so gigantic. I mean, they're, they're so huge. Uh, the costs, I mean, the risk of violence, it's just so overwhelming that I don't see why anyone would ever choose to do, to do that. So this bill would criminalize anyone who uh, used changing or restroom facilities that did not match the gender stated on their birth certificate. So, oh wow! Does that mean that that everybody now has to carry around their birth certificate? I I, I would guess that this is aimed at people that are uh, obvious transgendered folks because I wow. you know there's I haven't you ever taken those tests on the internet? Uh, is this a man or is this a woman? Those you know the no I have not. They're, 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 <laughs> I, I have seen these go around you know click man or woman uh, kind of thing and it, you know there's some pretty darn convincing transgendered, um, you know, male to female transgenders out there. Really darn convincing. So those aren't going to get any trouble. Whereas the ones that aren't as convincing, those are the ones that are going to have some trouble, right? Mm. So this is like a law against, uh, you know, those that have a difficult time. You know what this reminds me of? In, in, um, like, before the 1970s, I think actually even up until the 1970s, there used to be these laws in certain places, uh, like New York City, which were called masquerade laws, and they were essentially aimed at drag queens. And they were, um, it was if you had more than three articles of clothing on that didn't match your, your sex, then you would be prosecuted. And they were basically ways to shut down gay bars and mm-hmm. uh, per- persecute gay people. Essentially, now, a lot of people, even uh, though all tr- you know, transgender doesn't mean gay and cross dressing doesn't. A mean lot gay. of straight people go to these uh, torch song shows, these transgendered shows, watch RuPaul, uh, find them entertaining. Yeah, um, you know whatever. RuPaul is a drag queen. I went and saw the oh shoot, um, Dame Dame Edna. Is that uh, the name of the the famous comedian? It's a, a man that dresses up as a woman and uh, oh, I haven't heard of that. Uh, no, a, a very famous. Uh, uh, comedian and i went and saw that show and it was very very funny mm-hmm. a lot of gay guys in the audience and um yep. and i don't think that this person is actually gay I, I, at least i don't i don't have any evidence of that yeah and, and but it was a it was a very gay oriented show lots of uh guys uh this the the, the 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 actor uh had the song about uh her son, um, you know, friends of Joey who would hang out at the house, all these male friends of Joey. And it was just kind of a, a, uh-huh. you know, a joke like uh, the, the, the mom didn't know that, uh, that, that the son was gay. But uh-huh. know, it, was, yeah. it was just all good fun. I took a, a girl on a date and it was a big show up in, in Tampa. Well, queer friendly comedy can be a way to normalize it, right? 855-450-3733. Do you think this is a good way to, to, to handle this issue? We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. 
Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line. If you call in right now, we might be able to squeeze you in. It's the last segment of the live Sunday edition with Mark. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. And, uh, you know, Stephanie, you, you, before we go on with the uh, the article you've got there, I want to tell people real quick about shop.freetalklive.com. Shop.freetalklive.com is where you can go to get the links to Amazon. For several different countries, and when you go through those links and make your purchases, you'll get the same great prices, the same great services on all the uh, uh, Amazon products. There's you know the, the dozens of uh, categories that they have there at Amazon, and uh, hundreds of thousands, if not million products. I don't know, just a, a ton of products they've got at Amazon, um, and. Free Talk Live will get a cut. Your prices don't go up. doesn't cost you anything. Just an extra click. Shop.freetalklive.com. It helps Free Talk Live, and, you know, it's easy. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, a little bit of a silly story, uh, which may not become so silly if it actually becomes a law, but a little bit of a silly thing to end off the show. This is from USA Today, and uh, guess what they're doing in Louisiana in their state legislature uh, one could never say Louisiana really is a strange, odd state. Uh, well, I don't know. You could say that about any place, their laws but uh, tend to be different than um, than a lot of the, the states. I mean, uh, you know, I've I've heard from a uh, a legal standpoint that sort of they've got this, uh, you know, it's the rest of the United States is English common law, whereas uh, Louisiana was French. So you know, there's some mm. strange ways of doing. They things used there. to have the. Uh, Drinking age of eighteen, I think they were the last holdout. Oh, were they? Interesting. Or there was like a a some jurisdiction, like a county within Louisiana, that had a drinking age of eighteen when the rest of it had twenty one, and it was because, of course, the the uh, drinking ages were raised to twenty one from eighteen because the states got offered you know federal, federal highway yeah. funds. And if they accepted that, one of the strings attached was they have to raise the drinking age. But yeah. anyway, the federal government knows best. Yeah, what age every single male and female between the ages of uh, 18 and 21 should start drinking at they yeah. know they, one size fits all yeah yeah of course if you go um you know people that live near the border of canada just go across the border they can drink yeah. or what's to stop them from getting alcohol i mean illegally yeah. right as if, everybody <laughs> as if the, within the sound they write of my it down voice. on a piece of paper and then it's, nobody's drinking under Which, Everybody within the sound of my voice didn't have alcohol under the age of uh, 21. I mean, you know, 99.9%. All this does is separate, um, you know, families from their this important uh, teaching experience with their kids. Uh, You know, families should be able to serve their kids beer and wine with meals so that they understand what uh, this important aspect of life is. Alcohol is an important aspect of life. Most people do it. You can't claim it's anything else. And so do you sure. want pimply-faced 16-year-olds teaching your kid how to drink, or do you want it to be you? <laughs> yeah, or do you want drinking to be something that's taboo and yeah. forbidden fruit and mysterious and interesting, or do you want it to be something that's commonplace and kind of not that big of a be deal? Be careful with this. It gives you a headache. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, okay, I asked you to guess what they were doing in Louisiana, and I'm going to give you a clue now. Okay. Um, do you remember a few years ago there was a big uproar because in certain places like um, it, it was a lot in the South, like Virginia and uh, Georgia, other places too, including Louisiana, Louisiana there were um, a lot of old uh, legislators that had a problem with people pulling their boxers up out of their pants, ah, the yes. saggy pants bands. Can't see your underwear out of your pants. Yeah. Yeah. So Louisiana has one of these, or at least the city does, I guess a city ordinance. And now they're trying to basically expand that 
to banning um, pajamas, people wearing pajama pants in public. I see. I do see people wearing pajama pants, young people wearing pajama pants in, in public. And, I, you know, it doesn't look like you're exactly put together there, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, would you want to throw someone in jail for that? I mean, I, no. <laughs> it may be slightly tacky or maybe even not. I mean, have you seen ever seen nurses go in scrubs Smocks, to the yeah. grocery store? Right. Sure. I mean, you, you see know? it all the time. What's really the difference between scrubs and pajamas? Yeah. There's not much of a difference. Or people going to the grocery store dressed in gym clothes. They're coming from a workout or a sports game or something. Sure. Um, those are similar to pajama pants. So anyway, here- I've uh, gone in um, wearing my Aikido outfit to uh, different restaurants and stuff like that. You know, mm. Is it appropriate dress? Not really, but that's what I'm wearing right now. So whatever. <laughs> I've also gone in in my fireman gear, uh, my turnout gear. I've, yeah. You know, you've been, I, I've had it on, whatever. Yep. I've got my stuff. I'm hungry. I want to eat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not as if the first thing on your mind is you're losing so much sleep over what these state bureaucrats think of your clothing. You yep. know, uh, this just really smacks of fashion police to me. So I'm going to read a little bit of this article. Uh, this uh, commissioner, Michael Williams, doesn't care to see people in their PJs, at least not at a shopping center, restaurant or anywhere else in public. Williams said after seeing a group of young men at a local Walmart wearing pajama pants that revealed one young man's private parts, he decided private to- parts. <laughs> now, what what private parts did it reveal? <laughs> Are, like I I've wonder seen, about I've that. I've seen young people wearing uh, p- pants so low that shows their butt crack, and I really don't like that. I mean, I've got to yeah. say, I don't like it. I think it's tacky. But I'm not going to throw anybody in jail for it. I just don't know. What, what about when an attractive woman has like low cut jeans and a tattoo I, in her backside? I, I, what, you know, like, uh, what, what do they call that? A train thong stamp? that's coming the, out um, of the, the jeans. <laughs> I think that, uh, th- that it doesn't, you know, showing one's anal cleft over the top of uh, one's pants just isn't a good thing. I'm not going to say I don't look when it comes to attractive <laughs> young women, but I'm not, it, it's, it's not, it's not the best look, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, some people just, They've lost weight recently. Their pants aren't fitting well, or they maybe have narrow hips, and they uh, p- pants don't stay up very well, well on them. I they may dis- not be doing it intentionally. They may not, but I wouldn't dismiss the fact that some people do it um, intentionally. I personally don't like it, but I'm not going to do anything about it. If you, if that's how you want to go out in public, it's mm-hmm. fine by me. Now, don't expect me to like it. Don't expect me to necessarily want to do business with me. Don't expect me to think the best things about you mm-hmm. because people judge and assess constantly. Their minds are constantly judging yeah, and assessing sure. the people they see. And if you're running around with your pants halfway down your butt, they're going to judge and assess that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it doesn't... Tr- it's the I same don't... true for haircuts and all kinds of things. Sure. You don't have to like it. It's just true. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about those things and I don't, it doesn't bother me really what other people look like. I try to, I mean, I like to look a certain way myself and I try to make sure that I'm mostly covered up when I go out, but you know, it doesn't really bother me if somebody else has saggy pants or is wearing pajama pants to Walmart or whatever, you know. I really don't know what they're referring to when they say that the private parts were showing. I'm not sure what they're saying either. I mean, if that's. Yeah. But I mean, go to a go to a South American country where there are a lot of these styles of pants that are kind of um, like maybe linen and they're kind of thin. Sometimes people wear white ones. You can see some stuff through those. Interesting. <laughs> you know, especially on men. I, so. I, apparently you're more well-traveled than I am. I haven't seen this. <laughs> or, or I don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of instances of revealing clothing. Yeah. And whatever, you know, if it bothers you to look at it so much, just don't look. 
I mean, really, are you going to let yourself be consumed by what other people are wearing to the point where you want to pass a law about it to use the government to hurt them if they don't wear what's appropriate to you? I mean, it's it seems rather pushy. It just seems like they have way too much time on their hands and are willing to use force in very inappropriate uh, places. You know, indeed, indeed. And a lot of businesses, you know, I wonder what Walmart has to say about it, because a lot of businesses well, now, okay, no, maybe not Walmart in particular, because I've seen the people of Walmart blog and there's some <laughs> revealing things on there. But some businesses have rules about if you have no shirt and no shoes, then you won't get service, right? Sure. So some places where you go do have dress codes. Some restaurants won't seat you unless you have are dressed to a certain level. You know, there there are all kinds of sure. Some, some restaurants want you to have a jacket uh, or you know that a shirt that uh, collared shirt and things like that. Right. Yeah. So I mean. I could see instances in which places like private businesses would maybe try to regulate what people wear, but to pass a law that you can't be seen in public, to pass a law that affects these areas like shopping centers, restaurants, or other public places, uh, just really overkill uh, nanny statism, it's it's not good news to me. Um, So here's what this legislator said. Pajamas are designed to be worn in the bedroom at night. If you yep. can't if you can't wear pajamas uh-huh. at the boardwalk or courthouse, why are you going to do it in a restaurant or in public? Today yep. it's pajamas, tomorrow it's underwear. That's Where right. does it stop? <laughs> Pasties and 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 tea bags. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a bit of a hyperbole. You know, I'm thinking about these chef pants. Have you ever seen the chef pants? Um, those things are really darn close. Remind to Remind me what they are. They're pants that chefs wear, and they're. Just darn close to pajamas. Just kind of loose fitting, loose p- fitting pants. pants. Um, maybe they're a little thicker in material mm-hmm. than a lot of pajamas are, but you know, same same sort of stuff. Uh, real quick, uh, in, breaking news: apparently, GOP hopeful John Huntsman plans to drop out of presidential race and endorse Romney. This is from the DailyMail.co.uk. Mm. Former Utah Governor John Huntsman said Sunday night that he's dropping us tonight, uh, dropping out of the presidential race and will endorse endorse fellow candidate Mitt Romney. So. Another All right, bye bye. See ya. <laughs> Let's go. They're going down. Another one down. Another one down. All right. Thanks for listening to Free Talk Live. You can uh, check us out in the meantime at freetalklive.com where you can upload stories and read other folks' stuff. It's uh, freetalklive.com. It's been Mark and Stephanie. Thanks very much. <laughs> 